Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new GameItAll.com podcast. I'm Lucas Drim. Hey, what up? It's Pino25. This is the podcast for April 26, 2019. And, uh, yeah. okay, so we were gone for a week, and I noticed this. It seems like when we go for that week, like, sometimes we'll go for multiple weeks at a time, like, to do the podcast, and nothing happens. The minute we take a day off or a week off, it shit, shit hits the up. fans. Shit hits the fans. Well, so, or or a lot of stuff happens. But this week, holy fuck, we had a huge interview. We had an interview. The architect, right from right, Sony. Right. Yes, sorry about that. Yes, that was like the biggest thing that happened. Well, there's a lot of things that happened. Well, there's... yeah, but that was that was huge because he talked about next gen in details. Yeah, so that was actually very interesting because this is the first time we get to hear anything about the PS5. We know what's in development because of course it is. It's in development. Well, yeah. Well, we also like we heard from Microsoft what they were doing at E3 because Phil came on stage like he does, and he talked about what was going on next gen with, uh, what's it called? Project Anaconda or something like that? Uh, well, Project uh, Project something. I can't remember. Uh, so he talked about that last, last year and a little bit before that. And Sony was completely mum about it, and it really did not say anything. Um, but Mark Cerny, so Mark Cerny is a big player in the PlayStation in Sony's gaming universe because in 2012 or 2010 he got hired by Sony to start developing the PS4. So the architecture who so he's essentially the chief architecture of the Sony um hardware. So he's been there since for the PS4 and now for the PS5 and he talked in great detail with Wired magazine about what Sony is planning what what Sony is doing with the PlayStation Five. Um, as a tech person, I'm I wasn't really surprised by a lot of the stuff that came out of that interview because it made sense. It made sense from what they were doing with the PS4 moving to the PS5 because a lot of stuff was similar architecture, but just where we are today. So um, we're gonna. Start with the tech specs, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so uh, the tech specs on the system, uh, Sony is going again with AMD and using a APU system that we had on the PS4 with the new Ryzen 3 uh, or 3000 CPUs. It's going to be an 8-core, 16-thread system. Uh, we knew about this already because they, you know, they had a deal with Sony with Sony uh on the ps on the ps4 and then now with the ps5 they're doing the same thing and also with amd we know in the next couple months they're coming out with ryzen 3000 so it's not really a surprise they're budget-based chips it'll be it'll fit perfectly in the system the other thing that that mark cerny talked about was hard drive was putting an ssd in a console we've had spinny hard drives for freaking ever now and they're going to be implementing uh, SSDs in it. But not just regular SSDs of it's a drive that you throw in the machine with a cable or an adapter. It's going to be soldered directly on the board. And that's impressive because uh, you're, not you're no longer limited by the cable or the port or the interface. It's just direct. So it's going to be super freaking fast. And then also Mark Cerny was talking about uh, getting to play Spider-Man and the game loading at 19 times faster. So it was crazy fast. This will be the next step in the evolution of console gaming with the SSDs. That's where it's at. So um, that's really impressive. Afterwards, the things that I'm like, oh my God, seriously? Seriously. So he mentioned 8K and also ray tracing. Well, let's start with ray tracing. Ray tracing is the buzzword in the industry at the moment because it all started back in 
uh, a September or October whenever NVIDIA showed off their new graphics cards and they said, we're doing ray tracing. We have a real-time ray tracing. Yes, they do because they actually have a chip inside of their cards that can do the ray tracing. But ray tracing is nothing new. It's been around for 40 freaking years of graphics. It's essentially just how you do lighting and how um, the light reflects off objects in the 3D environment. It's nothing new, but NVIDIA figured out how to do it on hardware. You can also do it software base like the uh during stadia presentation um crytek showed off a demo with their engine it was amazing so ray tracing i don't know if they're going to be able to implement it but ray tracing can also be done by sound because mark cerny to also talked about the whole sound thing and sony wanted to push sound so more spatial sound and more um bigger environments in sound and a bigger push of sound so that's exciting if they can if they can do it in a sound aspect i i think that's where they're going to go to the other thing is 8k well right now in the moment we are just hitting 4k in the mainstream the Xbox One X can barely do 30 frames per second at 8K. Uh, mainstream graphics cards can't do 8K unless you buy an RTX 2060, 70, 80, 80 Ti. And these are uh, anywhere between six to $1,500 Canadian. It is a lot of money. Um there's no way in hell that this box is going to be able to do 8k it'll do 4k where they're going to be pointing at the only way they can do 8k is either upscaling which is logical or um 8k in the menus or netflix your thoughts oh, okay. that seems right because 8k is just not feasible at the moment Yes, you could do 8K if you would have two RTX 2080 Ti's put together in an SLI setup. But that would cost you uh, $1,800 times two, $3,200. And no one's going to want to pay that for a console. No. And, like, I can understand Netflix, but even then, at the moment in time that I, we, we're talking about this right now, 8K, for content-wise, there's nothing. You're there. There's maybe if you have, like, a red camera, and that's a $20,000 camera, and then a screen. You need an 8K screen. So 8K screens, <coughs> well, shit, 4K screens are becoming normal right now. They're mainstream. Exactly. And then 8K, companies are just starting to come out with 8K. So Samsung has their 8Ks. They're between $7,000 to $20,000 Canadian. Uh, Sony just announced an 8K TV. It's in 98-inch. It's $70,000 American. Jesus that's a house. Christ. Yeah, that's... Okay. Um, and... <laughs> it's 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 not realistic we're not to the point and there's no way in hell that this well let's say $500 american 499.99 box is going to be able to support 8k maybe in the menus or in streaming but not in gameplay that's for damn fucking sure and that's fine because who is going to buy this to do 8k gaming it it's not feasible. Now, the one thing that I know I was reading off from the uh, things that it's supposed to be able to do, they are working in with backwards compatibility. And that yes. makes me happy. Well, uh, and that's not surprising at all because it's the exact same architecture. They're using x86 architecture. It is just literally a PS4. It's a PS4 that's more powerful. Exactly. So and nothing really surprising. 
So in this case, it it all comes down now to the prices because it sounds like it's going to be amazing. Now, well, and and that's the yeah, that's the thing. Like it all comes down to price. Price is always the thing. So if we look back at the let's say PS2 versus the original Xbox, well, the PS2 was more cheaper. It was two ninety nine. And it sold because it had a Blu-ray. It had DVD player. Right. The PS3 versus the 360. 360 was $300. The PS3 was $600 plus. Right. It didn't and sell. Yes, it had a Blu-ray player, but it didn't sell because it was too expensive. The PS4 was cheaper than the Xbox by 100 bucks, And it sold like a motherfucker because it was cheaper than the Xbox. So... It's all going to come down to price. If it's four ninety nine American, five ninety nine Canadian, it's going to sell. Anything higher than that, it's not going to sell. No, I agree with that. And whatever company has the cheaper console will have the will have will win. Because people don't want to spend more money than they have to. No, that's that's exactly right. Like you don't want to use your entire paycheck to buy a new console. You want to just you want to get get it for a, a cheaper price. And well, yes, it will come down like less than content. It will come down to price. Yeah, and there there's four types of consumers. So there's the completely diehard people that are like, oh my god, I'm buying this because I bought all of them. So the people that just bought Xbox or people that just bought PlayStation, they'll buy whatever because they that's what they buy. They're like people that buy cars. They're like people that buy a Ford. They just buy Ford. Right. And then afterwards, you have um, people like me or Sly that literally buy everything. Yeah. Well, we have to buy it because we have to buy it. And then you have people that follow trend, trends that go, I'm going to buy it because of this. So they're going to buy the more popular system. And usually the more popular system is the cheaper system. And then you have parents that go, I'm not spending more than this much money. It's the cheaper one. I'm buying that. And that's why the Wii was popular because it was cheap as all hell. Exactly. and Because people are cheap. Yeah, no, exactly. Nintendo did it right. They released that for a cheap price. And it came, it became and big seller printed money so uh it's, yeah so that is what it's going to come down to at this point and uh sony does realize that because they're like yes we are going to release it at a uh a decent price range we're not gonna over we're not gonna sell it for what it's worth at the launch well yeah but it's if it's x86 architecture that shit's cheap true that is also true, though. So, because, like, on day one of the PS4, they were making money. They didn't have to wait five years to make actual minute money. So, we're going we're gonna to see. Um, and also, like, looking at what Microsoft's doing, um, Phil's not an idiot. No. And no, also, looking at Microsoft... So Microsoft is releasing two systems. So they have the Anaconda, which is the more expensive one. And then they have the other one that I can't remember the name. Right. What was okay. the name? I don't remember now. There's an yeah. So there's two <laughs> systems. There's going to be a cheap one and a more expensive. So literally what we have right now with the S and the X. Yeah. So there's the cheap and the more expensive. <coughs> <coughs> So if they can if they can get in with the cheap one, like to just go under Sony's nose for this, they could end up winning this. And I I completely see it. Microsoft in the past two years has completely turned it around, and Microsoft, from what I can see, is gonna win. The first two years of the next console generation, Microsoft is gonna win because Phil. That's that's it. That that's uh that's very possibility, and it, it and it all comes down to price because people people are fine with the third party games, you know the exclusives are exclusives, but people will buy systems because it's cheaper. So I have a feeling that they're gonna win out 
and I'm, I have a feeling that Microsoft's going to win out for the first two years, and it's going to be like not this generation, but last generation with the PS3 and the 360. Um, and also, people are freaking out that Microsoft has the Anaconda console, which is going to be more powerful than the PS5. But the thing is, with a system that, yes, it could be twice as powerful, but the problem is, do people not remember SNES versus Neo Geo back in 1991? Yeah, the Neo Geo was tons more powerful. It was a arcade system in your home plugged into your TV, but it was three times the fucking price. It was the SNES was $199 and the Neo Geo was $650. Yeah, cool. It's super much more powerful, but if it's costing you three times the price, is it really worth it? No. The SNES was still worth it. It was a much better system because it didn't cost you three times the price. And for three times the price, you could buy a shitload of games. So what up? <coughs> yeah. That that's my two cents. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> but like I'm not gonna be surprised that the cheap Xbox comes in pro let's say fifty dollars less just to tell Sony to fuck off. Um Sony's gonna come in with four ninety-nine, Xbox is gonna be three fifty. Or 450 just to tell people to fuck off. And then you're going to have the much more expensive one that's probably going to be double the price. Now, we're, we are going to have to wait and see. And likely where we're going to see this like this clash start is going to be around E3 time. So, because we have um, Microsoft is going to be at the show at, during the conferences. And yeah. it seems like they are they're ready to tell you more about it but they haven't actually uh, dedicated themselves to actually say it. So we're, I, I'm going to say E3 is going to be likely we're going to hear more about the Xbox. Uh, and uh, supposedly the rumor is around sometime around E3, Sony's also going to have their own uh, like state of play thing that they keep doing now, which is the last one was horrible by the way just I'm uh, that yeah out it was bad uh, so they're going to do another uh, the rumor is another state of play is coming out around that time and that is possibly going to be when we're going to see more about the playstation 5 Pro possibly the official announcement we'll yeah. of course know more as that comes closer yeah well and also we're we're at least a year and a half away a year and a half away at least. Because we're looking at probably October or November 2020. At the bare minimum. Because we're not getting anything this Christmas because we're still too early. Um, and companies like love to release shit at Christmas time. Right. So, um, and that that's just it. it. And I'm intrigued to see what the prices are. But I'm pretty sure that... The Anaconda is going to be twice the price of whatever Sony has. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's uh, move on to the next topic here. And uh, that was actually a big announcement that came uh, just within the last couple days. It was an announcement that we knew was coming, but of course we had to wait. And that is we have two new Persona games on its way. And I'm excited. Atlas made of weight. Atlas, um, Atlas made of yeah, weight. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but anything Persona is usually super exciting. Yes, exactly. Because well, the and game's it's great. It's not really. It's it's not really surprising because Atlas usually does this. They usually do multiple releases of the Persona game. So look at Persona Three. We had three different versions of that freaking game. We had the right. base game. We had the FES, and then we also had the per the portable one. So. When I first he like heard that they were releasing new games, I thought they were doing what they did with Persona 3. So FES was going to be on the PS4, so essentially an extended version. And then a then we had the S release, which I thought it was going to be a Switch port. Turned out we were completely wrong. So, yeah, well, that's fine. let's break down 
a little bit of this here. So first thing that we have is Persona 5 R. This is the game we knew was coming out, and that is the new extended edition. So Yeah. And this is going to have, there's a large amount of stuff that's actually being added in that makes it a completely different game. So, yeah. At, like, first off, we have a new semester to go through. And then, like, because a lot of people, that was a complaint for uh, Persona 5 is that we didn't really finish the school year, per se. Uh, uh. And uh, so this is going to be a new change, and uh, that is actually something that's very welcome. Uh, plus, we also have a new character, a new thief that's going to join the Phantoms, and that is this uh, new girl here. I believe her name was Kasumi. Uh. Yeah, Kasumi Yoshizawa. So she's going to be a new, uh, the new character, and. Uh, She's she looks really cool. She's kind of like a mix of Mitsuru from Persona 3, where she's a, a dancer, uh, she has like a, a saber like sword, and of course, they gave her a lever action uh, rifle, which is awesome. Uh, we also have aside from that, a new confidant who uh, works as a counselor uh, for Sujin Academy. Uh, there's new locations to explore, uh, there's new combat. That element. So it looks like there's a from the trailer they showed off something that looked like a double teamed attack, uh, where mm. uh, Noir was riding on a uh, a Morgana van, blasting people with the uh, the grenade launcher, which was awesome. Well, yeah, you you always need the Morgana van. Exactly. Always Morgana. It was one of the best characters in the damn game. So we also have uh, there's new animation. For the game, there's uh, a new dating location, a bar where you can go to and play pool and darts. Uh, so there's a lot of extra stuff. So this is definitely something that's more than just a uh, why didn't you just release the updated uh, stuff over like online? Yeah, uh, no, it's not what DLC. a lot of people are. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are complaining about at the moment. Is that it's a it's full not, release. It's not a DLC. It's a full release. There's a reason why it's a full release. It's there's a lot of extra content. Well, it's not like also, how Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, where it just threw in some extra stuff. Yeah, but also it's Atlas, and it's Atlas being Atlas. Yeah, and, of just releasing a new version of the game. Exactly. That's fine. So, I knew I was gonna buy it because I was just gonna buy it. It's, it's Persona, yeah. Yeah, and like I own all the other versions of the games. So now we got S. So they, they teased S a couple months ago, and we got a full release, a full announcement of S. And holy fuck, not what I was expecting with S. I don't think anybody was expecting this. Because um, let's be honest, seeing when we first saw Atlas and then uh, Koei Temko show up, it, it just kind of. Our minds like, started what? racing on that, and it's like, okay, uh, we're getting a Dynasty Warriors Persona game, and that is just not computing in my head. But it looks awesome just from the little bit of gameplay they showed off, and that one uh, will be coming for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So yes, Switch owners will get to play that one at least. I am very excited to pick that up on the Switch. And, Very excited. Yeah, because the Dynasty Warrior games are always good. Like you, you always well, have they're fun just time. it's 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 mindless fun. Exactly. And usually when they do branch off, like have a uh, Hyrule Warriors or uh, Berserk, even Attack on Titan, there's always something a little bit special that gets thrown <gasps> in uh, that just feels like a lot of fun. And this is that's exactly what I'm noticing here because it is a very heavily RPG inspired system now. And uh definitely something I'm interested in to see uh more of. Yeah. And now well that was like the big announcements for Persona and of course that was uh all done during the Persona concert that's uh, happening 
uh, to kick off a uh, golden week for Japan. And it's uh, like, I was kind of sad that we only got the two announcements, but then it also occurred to me that uh, Persona Q2 is coming out in just a couple soon. more months. So we will get more Persona soon. Yep. Um, well, and also, like, they gave us the dates for, uh, Persona 5R, which is coming out in September in Japan and in 2020 in North America. So I'm guessing probably around, what? October. October? October 31st in Japan. Okay, whatever. So we're probably going to get it around the same time as we got regular 5 in April. Because that's when five released in Japan was in October, September, October. So we're probably going to get it about six months later. So I'm curious about this. Are we going to run into the same problem about streaming uh, Persona 5? Probably. It's Atlas. Come on. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. But even like lately, a lot of the stickler companies, like say Bandai Namco, has been easing up on their against uh, streamers. Uh, for especially for their major RPG uh, games, I but I don't know. It'll, it'll be something we'll have to wait and see on that part. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Now we're not done talking about Persona because we have some a, a bit of a fuck up. Stupid here. people. This. Well, I I don't know who to blame exactly on this one, but I wanna I wanna talk about this still because we have uh, just. A couple weeks ago, Joker from Persona 5 has made his appearance in Smash Bros. Yep. And that that was a big announcement. I mean, we knew about him since the Game Awards, but actually finally gained to play as him. And he's a bit overpowered now, but still enjoyable. Uh, so that happened. And with the update, I mean, you had Mementos uh, being able to change stages, uh, change colors all thanks to the music that's being played. In the, it came to somebody's attention that somebody wanted to uh, wanted somebody to clarify something for them because they thought they misheard a lyric at, that was uh, showing up in the song for uh, Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There, which is the theme song for Persona 5. You start off the game, that's the first song you're going to hear. Uh, during the song, there's a large uh, gap where there's some silent, like, and, and you can hear like a small amount of singing in the background. Uh, that's not the actual lyric into the game, so no one actually knows what's being said. Uh, but during during like the one fifty seven mark of the song, it's a lot of people can hear the word retarded. That's offensive. And of course that information where somebody was asking about that, that got up to our favorite outlet to shit on uh, Kotaku. <laughs> oh, oh so, Kotaku. what a place. Like, don't get us wrong. Kotaku has its moments, and like, well, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I did really enjoy the article about Bioware. Yeah, like sometimes when they when they do their when they actually do their work, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it, they they do good work. I'm not I'm not gonna. A lot of other times, it's not that great. Other times, they do the the thing where. Uh, you know, you're more, you're trying to be more political and sound smart oh, than you actually are. Uh, where you want to lean into a controversy or what could be a controversy, uh, so that it get that rage clicks to uh, to mm -hmm. jump jump in. Uh, uh -huh. and occasionally, which is a good amount of times, you're wrong. Now. Because so I bitch about them. <laughs> so uh, here, let me put the microphone here for the time being, so I can uh, properly look up something here. Uh, so, with that, 
let me uh i want to pull up the 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 music uh review that they did here for smash bros as with this the they went in they did their uh their lookup and they thought they heard it too and this while they they were attempting to do uh <laughs> they were attempting to do a like expose on it and like oh my god you had a uh, we have this word in it, but it uh, it wasn't actually the fact. Like uh, Atlas and Nintendo didn't comment on the information about it until the article came out. Now, you okay back there? No. Yeah. Okay. So they went through this. They posted it. Nobody did the extra checks especially and this is like where you have to triple check everything who made the song everything like lyrics if you're able to pull the lyrics you get the quote from the people but instead they rushed it out and posted it and it there's your them. problem <laughs> that is the problem right there so when that went out there was they just show said that it was uh, retarded rather than the actual word, which ended up being retorted. So when that happened, uh, let's see. There was there was some uh, some major uh, things going on. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a time going through this uh, article here, actually, to be honest. Uh, so they went through, they said that it, uh, people were pointing out that it's retorted. The singer is uh, native Japanese and English is her second language. Like not even uh, well done, to be honest. And she sings in English, yes, but there is, you do notice that it does come out. Like there is mispronunciations at times. And, you know, the songs for Persona have always been great on that, and it's definitely one of the highlights. So when we hear that, like we see that, and people are pointing it out, it's like, no, it's this. Kotaku didn't point that out until almost two days later after the article was posted. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, we reached out to Nintendo and Atlas. They haven't said mm -hmm. anything at the moment. We're... And, a lot of people are saying it's retorted. They <laughs> so that being said, uh, they they're like we're looking into this and we'll clarify these lyrics uh, once we get a reply. Nintendo comes out and said, "No, you got you got this wrong. We do not allow this. This is an E10 game. We have been very careful about this, <laughs> like the content." that goes into Smash Bros. Mm. And Atlas has even pointed that out as well. And the thing is at that point, it took them it took them longer to update the post uh, saying that we screwed up after they received all the notification and Nintendo even publicly uh, went up and said it than it did to post out the article. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a shit show right now. Is what it was, and a lot of people are very mad at Kotaku, rightfully so. I mean, they they pretty much went off on a you did this without doing your research. You should have researched it, make sure of what was happening, and then you know make your article because now you look yeah. like you're, you're an idiot. Yeah, but they love doing that. They love posting shit. That is that is true. They do like that is one thing with they, them. They always have, even when they were part of and Gawker. Like I, I, to be well, honest, when they were part of Gawker, I kind of expected this shit from them. Well, and also they're they're arrogant. They they just have this arrogance to them of thinking they're better than everyone. I, I can almost confirm that with a lot of the the people that's there. Like I've uh, I've had the pleasure of talking with a few of them, and 
Well, yeah. you read their you read their stuff, and they have this whole like philosophy that they're better than everyone. That they're like, well, we're Kotaku, we're fancy. I'm not like, oh my god. Yeah, like uh, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like, geez. you know, you guys um dial it just, back a little. It's just like just, just chill, just yeah. fucking chill. Take, but, take a breath. Yeah, so it, it took them a long time. Like, even it was almost it was a few days after the post was made that they we even got an update for it. So, and that was uh, let's see, took almost four to five days before they updated the uh, the post from the information I'm seeing here. Now, the original writer of the post, which she was uh, going on about how they should remove it. It's like I, you know what. It was a screw up on my part. I gave it to my editor to do the like to finish up on the rest of the research, and it uh, it fell through. Now, of course, I'm I'm going to say this. I am. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, Bob. You don't know, Bob. Okay, but the word I'm looking for that's like I, I'm paraphrasing. That's it. There you go. That's that's the word. I'm paraphrasing a little bit with this. Is that um she was pretty much like i i made the mistake i we should take down the article and kotaku made when they made the post say that they screwed up they said yeah we're not going to remove the article where because it, it's on the internet why would we do that anyways uh which, oh my God. good point but it took their content management system too long to make sure that everything updated and it's like it's good that they're updated now, but yeah, but the damage was long. already done. Well, yeah, yeah like that, that that it's it's not good enough. Yeah, it should have been like a a, a jump on, like immediate jump on. And yeah, that's uh that's where I'm gonna leave that one at because it's it's something that's just the eh. why like. It shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And this, okay, actually, no, I'm going to talk about a little bit more about, about this because this is the thing. This song wasn't made for Smash Bros. So it wasn't like a new remix or anything like that, like how uh, Behind the Mask is or Beneath the Mask. It's, uh, it's the exact copy of the song that you hear on the game, on the original Persona 5, on Persona Dancing All Night, and or dance, uh, Dancing in the Starlight, and also, you know, now Smash Bros. So the song has been blasted everywhere. It doesn't need to be, like, it shouldn't have been something that was uh, thought over at that point. Now, Okay, so let's uh, let's talk something else here with this. Now, so we got through Persona, we got through the PS5 specs. Uh, what's the next uh, big one that we had? <laughs> what came out today? Oh yes, of oh! course. Oh, so uh, remember how I kept saying how Days Gone possibly was going to be could... special? There was going to be something special about it. it was going to have that Sony. Uh, flare. No, gonna... no, no. The Sony magic. Where the Sony is magic, the magic? Yes. <laughs> so um, it didn't live up. It didn't live up to the hype. According to the reviews, no, it did not live up to the hype. Um. So currently, it has a seventy-two on Metacritic. Uh. And from what I can see, it's meh. It's it's trying to be a bunch of different games, and it's failing. So it's trying to be um. Far Cry, yeah. Last of Us 2, um, Tomb Raider, and a couple other games all mushed in together. And it's trying to be too many things, and it's not happening. No. So, so it's um, mediocre. Yeah, it just ended up being mediocre, which, you um, know, it, it's, as you mentioned to me before, better than the last uh, motorcycle game. Oh, my had. God. Better than the last motorcycle game. So, but, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, 72 is a good score for most games, but this is coming from a Sony first party titled game. 
yeah, that's uh, that's where it comes from. Like that's where I'm understanding a lot of the anger, because because you- like you look at all the past games. So like last year, we had uh, God of War, we had Spider Man. Uh, what else did we have? We had Detroit. Um, we had before that we had Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn, and the list just continues of all these great. Uh, Games that had so much depth to them and were amazingly well done. So, what went wrong? That's the real question. Well, I'm going to tell you right now what went wrong was uh, the hype. Now, so what happened here? About, let's see, two, three months ago, we started getting uh, posts about, oh, how Days Gone is actually looking pretty good there's a few things that need to be fixed but generally it's going to be really fun it's going to be really good mm-hmm. this and came from you. once again outlets like kotaku IGN, <laughs> and, uh, and everyone else but there there was actually a a good amount of people like outlets that were pretty much saying the same thing now this is the the great thing about this is that once that those articles came out, or once uh, the review embargo came up, uh, those same groups that were saying how great it was with uh, like GameSpot, IGN, Kotaku, all decided that was like, yeah, it's mediocre, it, it's crap, like yeah, everything is uh, it's kind of boring with it. And it's like, what the yeah, what the hell is this? This is. This article here is saying that these things were awesome. This article over here is now saying that it's awful. And they're all linking together with like both of these both of these. And it's very weird. Um but yeah, I I I'm going to say that's like the biggest problem for us is that the expectations got put up high with uh, that last those articles. Well, the problem was is and aside from that, Horizon like it's also Z- Sony. <clears throat> well, the problem was was Horizon Zero Dawn because for the longest time we had no sweet fucking clue what that game was going to be. We didn't know it was a game that there was dinosaurs and they were mechanical machines and that was it. And yeah. you had Aloy and you get to play as her and she would kill the machines and that's it. Um, so we were expecting that with this. Uh, similar what we're getting with uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, it's like very little media presence for uh, those games. Anything. For anything. And uh, yeah, it, like, and usually when Sony starts keeping things secret, that's when you're like, they have something. That's there's there's going to be some Sony magic there, but well, it wasn't yeah. the case. And, and that's just it. Like you look at a lot of you look at the other Sony titles that we don't have much information. Same as that Ghost of whatever, the Ninja game that I'm yeah. like, oh. Same as Death Stranding that you're like, what the fuck is this? We were yeah. expecting you're- a lot more. Exactly. So uh, I think what Sony needs to do is actually tell people a lot more about the games. Uh, like, start opening yeah, well, themselves up to media, I think. Like, we knew... The problem was it was in development for a long freaking time, and it came out, and it just wasn't enough for people to go, oh my god, this is amazing. So, no. And also, zombies are old. Now... That being said, I, I haven't. Had, I have the game downstairs. It's uh, it's all yeah, set same, up ready for me to go. Same here. It's 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 in the machine. It's in the machine. It's all set up ready to go. I haven't played it yet. I just I'm gonna go have some sleep and then get up tomorrow morning and play it, and we'll see. Now, one game I have been playing though is Mortal Kombat 11. And uh, I and I, people are pissed. People are mad at that game, and there there's a couple of things. I'm going to give them a rightfully so. Yet I think it's a bit overblown at the moment. And I'll, well, I I can I can understand where 
some of it's coming from if it goes away. Yes, that, that's uh, that's true. So here's the thing. With Mortal Kombat 11, uh, the customization gear is back. Like that's, that's a feature from Injustice that got carried over. The thing is, there's a, a few things that's a little bit different with customization. And uh, I'll try to explain it as much as I can. Because there's a, a couple things that are just a little bit strange for me right now with that. That's why we don't have the review up on the site at the moment. But uh, with customization, you do have like cosmetic uh, changes, which is mainly the case. It, a lot of it is all cosmetic. But there is the option to uh, put in your own set of moves. So like you can have a customized uh, combat move. Uh, like, for example, if you choose Casey, uh, you can grab onto your drone and do your uh, special kick uh, across the screen. That move doesn't exist if you don't have the variation set up. Now, the thing is, that's the only bit of things that actually affect any part of the gameplay. Everything else seems to be more, once again, cosmetic. There's no additional stats, uh, nothing at least that would... Uh, change up the game for a major uh, effect. So that's one thing to go go with here. That's a kind of a saving grace for the game. The, the thing that people are mad about is how long it will take to get all your customization items. And it, yeah, it, I'm not lying. It's going to take a long time. There's going to be a lot of. Uh, playing through the game in order to unlock everything that's in that crypt and also get all this gear and everything that's set up for the characters. Now, the big problem that people are, are taking at this is the fact that a lot of it, it can be monetized for getting those uh, currency items. And that is, of course, microtransactions and where people are getting angry about. You, pu you purchase oh. a full game, and now you have to yeah. use your microtransactions to save yourself time. Yeah, you paid full price. You paid $80 Canadian for a game, and now you have to pay money to unlock stuff early because Ed Boon wants your money. No, wait a minute. WB wants your money. Yeah, I think it's less Ed Boon than it is WB. Let's I, let's I, be honest there. I think it's WB. Yeah, because look at Shadow of War. That thing was a piece of crap. That thing was like when you take monetization into account, that it is as bad as EA and Activision put together. Yeah, and not a lot of people talk about that when they put it into uh, the monetization stuff because it doesn't exist anymore. They took it all out. Now, here's the thing, though, because, uh, yes, there is a grind. If you want to unlock everything, there is a grind. That, though, is nothing new for Mortal Kombat, especially from Deadly Alliance up when they uh, created the crypt to begin with. You had to fight to unlock uh, currency items or to get currency items to use that currency on the crypt to unlock art and special like bonus features and they're bonus features let's be honest you don't need them it's mm -hmm. but it is there it's enjoyable and it's a good reason to keep playing the game so that you have more money to unlock the stuff you get but... your all your currency and everything does come in the game from just playing matches so you can go without spending money and you should be able to unlock everything. But the one big piss off is you need their servers. So that is the piss off that I actually don't hear too much about, to be honest, myself. Right but now. Right now. Right now. For now. Right now, because the game just released this week. But in a year and a half from now, when the game is no longer selling and making money, uh, this could be a bigger issue because people don't act, have access to the WB servers when they need the access to the server to get the content. Your thoughts? Yeah, that, that could be a problem. That's uh, going to be a bridge <laughs> I'm going to say 
we'll have to cross when we get there at that point. Because, yeah, because well, here's the is, thing, though. NetherRealm this is, has dedicated themselves to this game. Because uh, yes. they, they've said there's, there is a plan of possibly 19 extra characters coming in. And that's, one, a crazy amount of characters to join into the fight. But there's also something that we kind of expect from NetherRealm at this point, too, because, I mean, eight characters from uh, Season 1 and 2 of uh, Mortal Kombat X, and I believe uh, was also eight for uh, Injustice as well. Yeah, and that, That's all fine and dandy until they stop making money. Well, that's the thing. If there's going to be 19 new characters to throw up, they're going to fucking pull a Street Fighter V on this. And, and that game was a shit show. Yes, but it's still playing. A lot of people are still enjoying it. And that is going to be the thing right there. If As long as they update content and keep releasing new stuff, like possibly even new gear and new uh, cosmetic uh Anything that's like a more uh, game as service type thing, people will I flock hate, to play it. I, I know. Hate, I hate that I term. Hate, I hate games as a service because essentially, with games as a service, you feel freaking um, like you're held hostage because you have to play every single week to unlock the characters. Thanks, okay, okay. Forza. So I'm not going to say game as service in that tone actually in this case because it's more like a we're going to keep updating frequently so that you have more uh stuff being added in free like yeah but the then time. you can't yeah okay, but then okay, the here, people here, here. feel like they have to connect to play the game to because of fomo fear missing out here fine we'll, we'll throw something else in overwatch We'll, we'll take it like it as if it's Overwatch. You bought the game, you get content every like few months where it's a new character, new map, or new game mode, and then that brings you back in for that little bit of time, and you get to play it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm thinking is what uh, Nether Realm will do, and it seems like that with all the tweets I'm seeing, especially from Ed, uh, it seems like. That's the push that they're going to go through. Well, of course, we won't know for sure until much later. Once uh, that, once because I said this is a launch week, we're going to have to let it run its course. But yeah, uh, that's that was uh, like I, I see why people are angry, but at the same time, it is time saving. It's not you don't have to do this. And also, a lot of the stuff that gets unlocked, you have to either unlock it from the crypt or unlock it from the uh, time towers. Yeah. Which is still a great way to do it. The problem is, is that the time towers, a lot of people are complaining, are too hard. And both the microtransaction area and the time towers itself are being investigated by Netherrealm and... Ed is uh, advising that they're fixing it, at least from the tweets I've been seeing. So well, we should be seeing that fixed in the near future, and this will just become a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah, well, and my, my only real problem is the servers. That's that's yeah. a real big issue. Is, I, is and how I, long are we going to... I think Cause, that's not going to be an issue. If... Well, because this, this is a fighting game. You know, it's not... It's, a, it's on your system. It shouldn't be... You know, with, you're not really playing against people. Yeah, I, I kind of understand. Um, well, you're online, and the online fo uh, community for Mortal Kombat has always been very strong. So, Yeah, but that, uh, that's I, fine, but you should still have the content on your system. Yeah, no, I agree with that part. But anyway, we'll see how that all Whatever. turns out. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, what else is there? So uh, that is actually the last of our uh, our news here. So it's uh, okay, cool. Time to go through the new releases, releases of the week. And I didn't bring up the list before I started. I mean, what else is new, right? 
So Not much. Before before we do go into that, uh, we've actually had a lot of reviews put in, or two reviews put in this week. Uh, the first is Zoink Games Ghost Giant, uh, which is one of our first VR games that we actually got to review. And uh, for a kid's VR game, definitely recommend it, especially if you're like not used to VR controls or anything. Uh, it is great. I, I recommend going back on that one. Uh, we're also going to be posting videos of that on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe on that. And also we have Vaporium, a dun steampunk dungeon crawler. I thought it was great, and uh, it's a very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very Bioshock-esque, if Bioshock was a full-blown dungeon crawler uh, RPG. Let's see. And also our Mortal Kombat review is going to be coming up very soon. And uh, we'll also have uh, a few other games coming up uh, soon as well. I've been working uh, mainly on reviews lately. So that's why there hasn't been uh, as many updates on the website. Now, let's uh, talk about the new releases. So we're going to start off with uh, what came out last week since we were uh, gone. Now, last week we had Anno 1800. Final Fantasy X2 or XX2 HD remastered, My Time in Portia, and World War Z, which uh, surprisingly, World War Z has actually been doing extremely well. Uh, well, over it's, it, it's Left for Dead. What more do you yeah. want? It's Left for Dead it's, in third person. Uh, yeah, and it's got like it's blatant ripoff of Left for Dead, and that's fine. Then also on the 18th, we had Cuphead, Katana Zero, and Our World is Ended. Katana Zero, I've been being told great things about it, especially if you're a fan of the Hotline series. Uh, definitely check it out because it's very, very close to Hotline Miami. Well, and it's it's Digital Devolver Publishing. What more do you want? Devolver Digital. Devolver, whatever. <laughs> Same uh, shit, different pile. On the 23rd, we had Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen for Nintendo Switch. And Mortal Kombat 11 just got done for talking everything? about that. For everything. And on uh, the 25th yesterday, we had Citrus Alpha Imper Imperator Rome. Not sure that one. Uh, Steam World Quest Hand of Gigalomech. And on the 26th, which was today, Box Boy and Box Girl, Days Gone, and <laughs> apparently Super Meat Boy Forever came out, but I'm going to have to double-check that information from that list. Now, next week, we have next to nothing. So we have uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, The Zodiac Age, and U-Boat. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that that's cool. all we have for next week. Cool, cool, cool. And even the week after, we're going to have um, Life is Strange and uh, Yakuza Kiwami for PS or for PC. Next Woo. next month, May itself is very slow. Actually, I'm looking at because we have yeah, we, uh, got, we have we got Rage. That's it. Yeah, we have. Well, there's also another one I'm very interested in. It's uh, a Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, that one looks really good. But there's really not much. Yeah, uh, we also have Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 0, Sonic Team Racing, uh, Total War, Three Kingdoms. But aside from that, like that's that's not a, a super slow. That's a slow month. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll be able to catch up on a lot of stuff here. Yay! Catching up, I love that. Catching up time because after after that, the next catch up time we have is uh, August, and even then, uh, Shamoon oh, Three and uh, oh, Astral Chain Ast comes out. Astral Chain, that that's where it's at, boy. <laughs> Astral Chain, and then September is ridiculous because it's freaking Catherine, and then 
freaking Borderlands. Yep. And November, we have, of course, we have Fallen Order and uh, the remake of 13. I wasn't expecting that. I know. I was excited for that. And yeah. whatever else they show at A3 going, oh, my God, we're doing all this crap. Exactly. All right. And that is our podcast for today. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube where we uh, do this whole thing live, hit that like and subscribe button and that little notification button in the little corner. And if you're watching this because uh, something happened within the last week, we now have this podcast done audibly and audio only. And we are now available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Breaker, and uh, uh, Google Podcasts, oh, Radio Public as well. So definitely, if you want to like watch us or just listen to us talk, uh, go check us out on those platforms. Well, the links will be in the description if you're on our YouTube channel. And for GameItAll.com, I'm Lucas Grimm. Hey, what up? It's Pino25. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.